0: This is The Grazing Podcast, where we seek to help believers meditate on the words of Scripture and hide it in their heart so they can apply its eternal truth to everyday life. I'm your host, Will Burroughs. Welcome. Today's episode is day four of an eight-day mini-series on Holy Week. Today is Spy Wednesday, March 31st, and today's devotional title is Justified in Christ. Let's read 2 Corinthians 5.21. For our sake, he made him to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Justification is one of those words that seems to be used less and less in our 21st century Christian lingo, but it is truly so important. Tomorrow we'll talk about sanctification. The Bible uses these two words, justification and sanctification, to express the saving work of Christ for people like you and me, sinners. You may have noticed today's scripture reading doesn't actually contain the words justified or justification. This isn't for lack of use in the scriptures. Paul uses the terms often in Galatians and Romans. That said, we certainly see justification in the text. In 2 Corinthians 5.21, which we just read, Paul is defining the very basis of justification for us. Our sin was laid on Christ, and His righteousness was laid on us. We become the very righteousness of God because Jesus Christ took our sin upon himself and laid his righteousness on us. This is what it means to be justified. I once learned an ABCD acronym to help describe what justification means, and I found it to be quite helpful, so let's use it today. A is for act. Justification is an act of God. It is not meant to describe the way God inwardly renews and transforms us, but it is a legal term, a declaration of our pardon. In justification, God declares the sinner righteous, pardoning him of all his sins at the very moment of conversion. B is for basis. How can a just God declare sinners righteous when they are truly guilty of sin? What is the basis of this shocking legal declaration? God justifies the sinner on the basis of the obedience and death of Jesus. Christ's perfect obedience fully satisfied God's demands for the payment of sin. The debt is paid, the slate is wiped clean, and we are declared righteous. Paul noted this in Romans 5 18 and 19, as well as Philippians 2 8. But we are not justified by our own works. It is through Christ's work alone on our behalf that we are justified. Our sin was laid on Jesus, who knew no sin, and in turn, His righteousness was transferred to us. This is called imputation. Our sins were imputed to Christ, and His righteousness was imputed to us. What a beautiful exchange, and one we certainly don't deserve. C is for confess. Yesterday, we considered the means by which a person is justified. We are justified not by our works, but we are justified through faith alone when we confess faith in Christ and His work on our behalf, as seen in Romans 10 verse 9. However, faith is simply a God-ordained instrument. It is not a work wrought by us. We are not meeting God halfway when we exercise faith in Christ. Faith does not add to what Christ has done, but it receives the righteousness of Jesus offered to us in the gospel. D is for demonstrate. Those who have received saving faith and have been justified will demonstrate the authenticity of that faith by producing fruit. According to James 2, 14-25, it is possible to make a profession of saving faith without actually possessing saving faith. However, we don't want to put the horse before the cart. We're not justified by our good works. Rather, true faith in Christ will result in evidence of such faith. Paul reminds us in Ephesians 2.10 that we have been justified so that we can accomplish the good works God has prepared for us. If you are in Christ, your justification is complete. You cannot earn favor with God by performing good works. But if you have truly been justified, good works will naturally follow to the glory of God. So back to Jesus and Holy Week. How is everything connected? Like we saw a couple of days ago, salvation can be defined in its broadest sense as regeneration, justification, sanctification, and glorification. Let's break that down a little bit. First, God has made us alive in Christ. That's regeneration. Second, God has pardoned our sin, declaring us righteous. That's justification. Third, God is working in us to make us more like Christ. That's sanctification. And fourth, God will raise us to life everlasting in perfect bodies which will be totally free from the effects of sin. That's glorification. The gospel is simple enough to be understood by a child, but its underpinnings are enough to boggle our minds, leaving us in awe of God's glorious plan of redemption. We cannot be justified apart from faith in Christ. We cannot exercise faith in Christ when we are spiritually dead. We need new life. We need to be regenerated. So God does the miraculous work of making us alive in Christ, giving us faith to believe in Christ. Then, at the moment of belief, applies Christ's righteousness to us, laying our sins on Jesus and declaring us righteous. But don't miss this, none of it works without Christ. None of it is possible without Good Friday. If there is no sacrifice on our behalf, we are still dead in our sins, and there is no hope of justification before God. Everything hinges on Jesus. As I said at the beginning, today is Spy Wednesday, the day Judas betrayed Christ for money, setting in motion the arrest, trial, and crucifixion of Jesus. Jesus knew Judas would betray him, but he entered the Garden of Gethsemane anyway. He walked toward his death for you, for me. And that perfect obedience is now reckoned to us. In other words, when God looks at you and me, he sees the very obedience of Christ. We are justified in Christ. Praise him. Thank you for listening to today's episode of The Grazing Podcast. For more information, go to williamburrows2.com slash podcast.